Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Vance Random Thoughts Podcast. I am currently on a season break at the moment, but here I'm going to give you a deep cut from my archives. Those are the stuff that I haven't put out, though I'm putting it out now for you guys to enjoy. On this episode, on or this deep cut rather, I will be speaking to the now Grammy-nominated artist Pierce Freelon. Pierce Freelon has been a man of action in the recent months after joining the City Council of Durham and having two acclaimed albums off his sleeve. The first being that DAD, receiving the praise of the likes of NPR and on the Today Show, and second, his magnum, what could be his magnum opus, uh, Black to the Future, a celebration of black joy, identity, and culture. Here now is my interview with the amazing Pierce Freelon. I know he is such a perfectly talented man, and hope you enjoy my conversation with him. And I will see you back here again in the new year with amazing new content. Oh, welcome, Pierce. Good to have Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Can you give us an introduction for anyone who hasn't heard of you or hasn't known you? Sure. Uh, my name is Pierce Freelon. I am a children's music artist from North Carolina. Um, I just released my second album, Black to the Future, and then featured on a really amazing project called All One Tribe, which features several other Black um, musicians in the children's music genre. Um, yeah, I make music that's like hip hop and electronic soul music uh, for kids and families. And um, yeah, it's such an exciting space to be in. One of my songs, Daddy Daughter Day, is going to be a book soon. And yeah, that, that, that's been really exciting. And, you know, it's just been such a privilege, uh, you know, as a father and as a creative. Um, the children, there's so many, as you know, Matthew, there are so many amazing artists and podcasts and creators making music for children and families. So it's an honor to be, um, yeah, creating in this really cool genre. Yeah. I mean, how did you get into like kids music? Because I've heard you may have gotten into it because of Stella and your daughter. Yeah. Um, were, there, were you aware of like the shortcomings of kids music? Before you ever joined in, were you aware of like its problems and its and its state of mind? And I, I wasn't aware. I think you know, uh, like a lot of kids, I grew up with like in my era. I'm thirty something, thirty seven. Um, so when I was growing up, I used to love watching like Mr. Rogers and Pee Wee's Playhouse and listening to Ella Jenkins. My mother had these all these old vinyl records with Ella Jenkins music on it. And so that was kind of my interaction with children's music as a kid. And then, uh, yeah. Ella Jenkins, uh, we can bring that up later. Oh yeah, yeah. Ella Jenkins is a legend. And, um, okay, you know, so, yeah. So, so that was my, that was my introduction to children's music. Then there was like, I don't know, like a 15, 20 year period where, uh, I didn't really engage with children's music, um, you know, because I was in middle school and, you know, I was listening to, um, you know, to different types of music outside of the children's space. 
Um, but then when I became a parent, when Stella was born, when Justice was born, um, you know, I started reintroducing myself to artists in the genre. And that's when I, uh, I learned about, you know, shows. Uh, when my kids were little, one of the biggest children's music sh or children's shows was a show called Yo Gabba Gabba. Are you familiar with that show? Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a show on Nickelodeon and a great show. And, you know, my friend, I had a really good friend who made a children's music album. Uh, her name is Reese Palmer. Woo! And um, woo, the, her- the, the revolutionary Reese. Oh yeah, Reese is amazing. And her children's music album, uh, Best Day Ever, to this day, Matthew, is my favorite children's music album. Like that album, I think it came out like 2014 or 13. It was, it was a while ago, but I think um, Justice was like four or five at that time. And um, it was so cool just to, uh, the, the music was so good as a parent, you know, you listen to it so that your kids can have something nice to listen to. But then, you know, I dropped them off at school or off at a play date and I would listen to the whole rest of the album, you know, by myself because the music was that good. So she kind of reintroduced me to the genre of children's music. And then, you know, I got exposed to, you know, the Okie Dokie Brothers and learned about uh, the Alphabet Rockers later and all the other amazing bands, Uncle D and um, Saul Paul oh, yeah. later, uh, Aaron Nigel Smith. So I just, oh, yeah. you know. I slowly became exposed uh, to all these wonderful artists and, um, you know, and then released my first album in 2020. They're the best people around. I mean, you know, since Alphabet Rockers are from the Bay Area and I only know other kids artists in the Bay Area, you know, if the aliens are looking for kids artists in the Bay Area, I'll send the Alphabet Rockers as their rep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you were talking about the Okie Dokies. Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember they were very brave to stand up for the Grammy crisis, which mm -hmm. we'll talk about in just a moment. And I heard you got so many great influences. Okay. So, uh, is what's the connection between like uh, DAD and the album, your two albums, DAD and... Uh, Black to the Future? Sure, yeah. Well, DAD, you know, was an album that really, I mean, spells it out. It, it's, it was inspired by my dad, and it was about my being a dad. So DAD is a reference to my father. It's also a reference to me as a father. And uh, if you listen to that album, throughout the album, there are these voice memos, um, literally just kind of hanging with my kids. I'll pull my phone out. If a song idea pops in my head or if I'm trying to comfort my kids or my son Justice is in the backseat, like freestyling about oatmeal, I would take my phone out and record it. And um, it's really centered around fatherhood. Now, Black to the Future really expands the family unit from just the father-child relationship. Now my mom is involved. So my mother, Nina Freelon, who's a jazz vocalist, she opens... Her. Oh yeah, you got to check her out. She's amazing. But she, um, you know, she opens the album with a song called No One Exactly Like You. Um, my grandmother's on, on Black to the Future. Uh, she's, she's featured 
on a track called Attitude of Gratitude, my daughter. So there's actually like four generations of my family on Black to the Future. And both of them are really centered around uh, family and community and joy and um, creativity and legacy. Those are important parts of both albums. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like DAD was really about fatherhood and Black to the Future is really about the rest of uh, the rest of my family, intergenerational from the grandparents to the grandkids. Yeah, and I noticed that uh, in an interview you had with uh, WXPN's Kids Corner, uh, you said that you really like uh, preserving all the family's memories you can. You're very, you're very much into like austerity stuff. You know, you remind me of like a Batman. Obviously <laughs> recording. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> recording. That's uh, great. And uh, uh, so DAD, the idea came from like the lack of like representation in black fatherhood. Uh, what was the whole idea behind black, black to the Future? Why did you want to make that album? Or... That's a great question. I, you know, Black to the Future to me is really about, there's this idea, it's a concept called Afrofuturism. It's this idea that um, we are kind of creating the future through a black lens. Um, and, and, you know, if you, have you ever seen the movie Black Panther? Yeah, Black Panther is kind of another movie that um, so in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's a superhero movie, but, um, you know, they live in this mythical country called Wakanda, where there's all this technology, and um, they've got their own resources and minerals, and uh, it's this really beautiful, self-sustaining, alternate universe, and um, to me, I think that... Um, it's important for us to be able to imagine alternate universes, not just for entertainment, but like think about like Martin Luther King Jr. Like he lived in a world where, you know, segregation was the law of the land. He couldn't go eat at any restaurant. He couldn't go play at any park or drink from any fountain. So he had to imagine a different world where, um, you know, black and white people have the same rights and same privileges. And he spoke that world into existence. Um, and so as Black folks, especially in America, it's really important that we uh, use our imaginations and that we dream and speak the worlds we want into existence. Uh, and that's what Afrofuturism means to me. It's like uh, dreaming and speaking um, new worlds into existence from a Black perspective. And um, you know, that's, that's what Ella Jenkins has done. That's what LeVar Burton has done. That's what my grandmother did. Um, that's what Martin Luther King Jr. did. And that's what I hope to do through my music as well. Speaking of Ella Jenkins, uh, how was it to be with what, considered, uh, what was considered to be the, uh, the, uh, the legend, the goddess, the OG of kids music? <laughs> yes. You Yeah, no, you nailed it. The OG, the goddess, the godmother, however you phrase it, she's a legend in our field. And it's almost like, I don't know, like, I wonder how, how I felt speaking to Ella Jenkins is probably how 
like LeBron James feels talking to like Michael Jordan or maybe even like, you know, a younger player. Um, she's someone that I grew up listening to and admiring. She's someone that uh, my grandmother, my grandmother, um, Queen Mother Frances Pierce was her name. She was a kindergarten teacher and she used Ella Jenkins music in her classroom. So, you know, as long as I've been alive, I've, I've been familiar with Ella Jenkins music and she's such an inspiration. And, you know, she's super chill. Like, it's just like talking to you. She has a great sense of humor. She's really witty. Um, you know, when she met Stella, she, you know, you can hear on the album, she's like, I am Ella and you are Stella. She's like making rhymes with their names and just being funny and goofy. So I, I like that about her. I was nervous to meet her, but she was so chill. Like she just made it really easy. Bless you. And it does feel honored to have you to have Ella in your presence because I mean she's been influenced the way you uh, believe and the way you make music that affects these cultural backgrounds. Fantastic. Yeah. And let's get to your involvement in All One Tribe. Why did you choose the song Tui Shot to join the All One Tribe lineup? That's a great question. Um, for a couple reasons. One, I think that, um, you know, I knew there were going to be a lot of songs on the album kind of explicitly about being Black. Um, songs that really were about the Black experience, um, you know, with no metaphor. It's just, it's in the lyrics, it's in the song. Uh, it's very explicit. Um, vaccine equity is something that's really important in the Black community because there's this um, health disparity between Black folks in America and, and in other uh, communities. Um, and so it, it was important for me, like Cootie Shot is a song about um, getting vaccinated, which is something that I would like as many people, Black and otherwise, <laughs> to be doing. Uh, because it keeps us safe. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough. I think in the Black community, we, we have had a tough relationship with um, medical institutions historically. If you look back at like the Tuskegee experiments or, um, you know, there are just some pretty bad uh, relationships between some medical institutions and the Black community in American history. And so some Black folks are distrustful of vaccines and um, and I wanted to I wanted to show that I trust and I believe in um, the science behind getting vaccinated and wanted to communicate that on an album that was uh, exclusively featuring black artists uh, and directed towards kids um, because I was a kid who grew up like really scared of needles. The, the first line in that song, I am scared of needles. Like, yeah, that's not, right. That's not, yeah, listen, I, 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 that is legit, Matthew. Like I have a legit needle phobia and um, I know a lot of kids who are like that, who just have a fear of getting poked and prodded and, um, so yeah, I just wanted to put something out there that, that encouraged getting vaccinated um, from a Black perspective 
Uh, and also the, the song is a bop. Like when that beat drops, da -da 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 that's a dance party, bro. Like <laughs> I have to say, if I had a big speaker and your and and your song would play, people within a certain mile radius would dance. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. And you 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 have a great message. Uh, what was it like working with like? Divinity rocks. Woof. Divinity is amazing. She's so talented. She's so humble. And, um, you know, she's professional. What's funny about that is when I sent her the track, I was expecting her just to do bass. Like, I, I know that she is also a lyricist and songwriter, but I didn't know she was going to add a verse. And so when I heard her verse, I was like, oh, my goodness. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Everybody get that cootie shot. I am scared of needles. Like, uh, she, she did such an amazing job. So she, it's really nice when you come to somebody. It's like, it's like going to a restaurant and ordering, like, one thing, but then they bring you free appetizers and dessert. Like, it was so much more than I expected. And uh, that, that speaks to how amazing an artist she is. Yeah, that is very good. Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole All One Time album? Oh, the album is phenomenal. I would highly recommend uh, people listen to the album from track one to the final track uh, in one sitting because it's a bunch of different artists, but kind of like the title implies, we are all one tribe, all one voice. And there's a beautiful, uh, unapologetically Black story being told there, which is really important in children's music where Black voices um, don't have the same uh, platform and access as uh, some of the other voices in children's music. So it felt like a necessary project, a timely one, but also just a beautifully written and, and a great story. Yeah, very important to everyone. And do you, I feel so grateful to be have a to have heard all about it. And any favorite artists or songs from the album other than yours? Oh, so are you asking if I if I've sorry? What, what was what's the question? Any thoughts on your any? What are your favorite songs other than yours from the okay uh i really like um future's song uh which also features divinity rocks um it's called a uh, family reunion that song is a complete bop it is fun it's uh, the lyrics the beat everything on that song is really cool i like um uncle jumbo song um what's it called uh go 100 is is a really great song. Um, I like. Oh my goodness! I learned so much listening to Uncle D's song uh, about the the celebration in Washington D.C. that they that they do on uh, what was some holiday? I forget the Easter Monday. Easter, yeah, right, right. They weren't invited to the party, so they went to the zoo. Like it was so informative. Uh, learning about that song, uh, or sorry, learning about that history through the song. Um, Miss Nikki's song, Rainbow, is really cute. I mean, it's just Reese Palmer's on there, too, with the, with the beautiful song. 
uh, about black girls and boys. Um, so, you know, the album is just beautiful. There's a lot of bangers on there. Uh, the Magic Jones have a great tune on there. Clap your hands. Um, so yeah, the, the, um, the entire project is phenomenal, but those are, those are some of my faves, but really every song on there is a banger. Yeah. Every song is fun and it's, and it's amazing. You heard it from here, Spilan. Now I want to ask you about, uh, about, uh, kids podcast because before we went recording, I know how much you love the kids podcasting community. Any favorites from that area? Yeah, well, uh, we've, we've talked about two of them. Wow in the World, I think, is uh, it's just a phenomenal podcast. It's probably one of the best podcasts of any genre, kids or otherwise, that I've, that I've ever heard. It's, uh, I'm a wowser. I love the way that they uh, engage you young voices. Sorry? You mean Mindy and Guy? Yep. Really amazing. And... Um, I think the other one we talked about was um, Smash Boom Best. Yeah, Smash Boom Best is fun. Uh, just the other day, what episode were we listening to? It was Mermaids versus uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> and um, I think Mermaids won, but I was voting for Bigfoot. But it's really cool game show. And uh, the hosts, the writing, the the format is really awesome. So I enjoy that one a lot too. Yeah, well, that's fun, and I you I hope you like um, brains on as well because their coronavirus coverage was uh, very unbiased and straightforward. And nice. I mean, no no politics, no no arguments, just straightforward. Uh, forward information about the virus great that's awesome i love mindy mindy's mindy, great <laughs> i want i love you mindy sure you're, you're amazing any do you have any favorites yeah uh i don't know if i i don't know if i have a favorite podcaster you know the the these podcasts are made by teams of folks who are so talented and so good at what they do. Um, Mindy, who you've already mentioned, is really good. And um, Mindy show also. <laughs> Sorry. With her absolutely Mindy show as well. Yeah, I mean, I know her mostly from Wow in the World, so that's that's the main that's the main uh, entry point for me. Uh, but actually, um. What's interesting is I'm working on a podcast myself with um, Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres oh, and, and some folks. Oh, I about that. So how does it feel to finally have a podcast work on a podcast with PBS Kids for Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres? Wait, uh, before I ask you this, I have to say that I want to be the first in the world to announce this, but Pierce Freelon is working on a podcast with Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres for PBS Kids. How does it feel to be with the amazing Uno Dos Tres Andres? Oh my goodness. Andres is, is so talented. Christina, they're great partners. And, um, you know, PBS North Carolina, who's our other partner on the podcast, they have a lot of experience. They have uh, uh, doing incredible kids content, just the PBS brand in general. You know, wow. they brought us Sesame Street and Reading Rainbow and, and Mr. Rogers, so many great programs. 
that are educational and entertaining and informative and just well done. Um, so yeah, I'm loving it. It's been a fun process and you're right, Matthew, I've not shared this anywhere with anyone. So you got the world exclusive. <laughs> All right. What's that, what's that new podcast about? What can we expect from it? Well, it's about work. Um, it's about kind of kids being exposed to different occupations. So um, I don't know how many, I can't go into too many details because we, uh, you know, we're not ready to, to uh, um, you know, we don't have like our logo and press materials, all that stuff we still have to get together. So, uh, but listen, when, when we're ready to, when we're ready to announce it, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, they're great. They're great. They're so talented. Don't get that deal with PBS. I'd like you to try having it just free in my finger So you said if we don't get if we don't get the deal, you'd like us to go where? Tinkercast, Mindy and Guy. Oh, cool. Nice. And Mindy, Guy, if you're hearing this. Please hear for your screen launch idea. You're gonna love it. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Yeah. And one more question about your uh, song, Lavar Burton. Why would you? Sure. What made you want to make the make a song about him? Why? Why Lavar wow. Burton in the world? Why would you make a song for Lavar? That's a great question, Matthew. Um, I already mentioned the the legend the og that is ella jenkins another person who was very influential in my childhood was lavar burton he was the star of my favorite television show ever star trek the next generation he was the host of reading rainbow which is a show that i watched and really helped me appreciate books and reading and exposed me to a lot of great books and he was also the star of a really important a television show called Roots, which is perhaps, um, you know, just one of the most culturally significant shows in the history of television. Yeah, so, you know, you're such a pop culture nerd. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm the nerdiest nerd in if nerddom. If were to talk to you about anything pop culture, you'd go off for hours. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. So, you know, and, and LeVar Burton, talk, speaking of pop culture, I think, you know, he may very well become the next host of Jeopardy. Like that's, that's what's next for him, I hope. Um, so for me, you know, I want to give, I want to give my elders flowers while they can still smell them. You know, a lot of times you celebrate someone's legacy after they pass away. And um, with LeVar Burton, I just wanted to praise him uh, while he could still hear it. And, um, yeah. and he did hear it. He's, he's heard it. What did he send you? Did he send you like a letter or a thank you note or whatever? Yeah, well, uh, so before the video came out, we had sent it through his publicist and he said he loved it. Uh, and then uh, when the video dropped, um, he shared it on his Facebook, Twitter and Instagram page uh, and has since been like, he's all up in my uh, Instagram feed. Like he likes a lot of my posts and comments on some stuff and so anyway, I am super honored uh, to be in his orbit and on his radar. Um, but yeah, he basically just said that he loved it. Yeah, so glad that you were able to you know, say thank you to him while he was while he's still out there in the mm -hmm. world. 
in the words of Mindy Thomas, it's very bonkerballs. Now, I hear <laughs> a fresh new name in kids and family music. Uh, what can we expect from you in the future? Ooh, we, uh, well, more music. I'm, I'm already working on my next album. Uh, I just can't, can't stop the, yeah, no spoilers, but uh, I'm still writing and creating music. Uh, I'm working on in some new mediums. I'm writing a, a children's book on Daddy Daughter Day, and I'm working on a second children's book after that. Uh, I'm working on this podcast and on some uh, doing some writing for some television projects. So there's a lot going on, Matthew. I've been yeah, really, really busy. Me too. Oh, and I heard you're a city councilor in your area, Durham. Yep. What's your advice for anyone who wants to get into politics? What's your advice for Ooh, uh, my, my, my advice is pretty simple. Start local. Um, start local. Start with the school board, city council. Join a board. Um, join uh, a organization in your community and uh, start there and see if you like it. And uh, if you do like it, you can go to the municipal level, which is like mayor, city council. You could run for state office, which is like your house of representatives or your state senate or federal. Um, I've seen people go straight to, um, to federal politics as well. Um, so, but I, my recommendation would be to start local, see if you like it, and um, be prepared to serve because it is a public service. And I can't wait to hear a lot more from you in the future. You're the man. Thank you so much, Matthew. Good to talk to you. Bye bye.